On this episode of the Atlas Air Guns podcast, we talk to store owner Tom Simmon from High Pressure Pneumatics about business, how locals handle the cold, and about the air guns he's excited about in 2023. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the Atlas Air Guns podcast. I have Tom Simmon here from High Pressure Pneumatics. And why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit uh, more about you? Well, hi, uh, Tom Simmon. I own High Pressure Pneumatics. We opened up uh, July 2017. I've been involved in the retail sporting goods side as a, a clerk and a buyer, purchasing agent, however you want to label it, for almost 30 years. My introduction to break uh, air guns, of course, when I was a kid, our little BB guns and everything we always had, running around shooting chipmunks, playing in the woods. Uh, then as uh, I became a buyer at the store I was at, I bought their air guns for them. Uh, got into brake barrels back in, oh, probably mid-90s. You know, the then the good quality Beemans, RWSs and stuff, and uh, stuck there. And it took me a long time to wrap my head around the PCP thing. Uh, so that was never part of my shooting experience or anything up until about 2015. Started wrapping my head around it, got really interested in it. Got the store I worked at involved in it, which then I started up to be a uh, complimentary to them as a fill station and such like that. And everything just grew from that. So what was your first air gun? Oh, I got to think way back what that was when I was a kid. Talking BB gun or quality air gun? <laughs> BB gun was probably Either. a daisy. Let's do BB gun first. Yeah, the BB gun was probably a daisy. I can't remember what model off the top of my head, but that's what I ran around the woods with when I was a kid. So, uh, And what about, what about quality? Quality then at that was uh, the Beeman GS-1000. I believe it was then a couple RWS 36s and still got the original, my Beeman GS 1000 setting in the gun cabinet actually. So what state are you located in? Michigan, right in the center of Michigan, the Michigan and we're right in the middle. Okay. And yeah. how, how do you like the weather up there? I'm, I'm down in Florida, so I'm a little spoiled. Yeah, you're rubbing it in now. <laughs> hey, today was 40, but we got another snowstorm coming in. They're calling for three to six inches again. I think they'll hit south of us. But we're in March and April now, so we're going to get warm days. We're going to get snow again, warm days, snow. Then we'll go through our season of mud. Then she'll start drying up, hopefully by May. And you have you have quite a active community of air gunners up there, too. Yeah, and it's growing. Uh I started a hundred yard bench rest competition just for, had a couple local guys that, Hey, EBR looks like fun. Well, let's give it a shot. So I started putting it on, I think maybe three, four, five guys. And now this past summer, it grew to where I was filling two lines. So I was having anywhere from 17 to 20 shooters every time. So. And so let's hear about you. You worked at another store and you said you went from that to being a kind of compliment to them filling what what were you doing in that in that filling capacity i i sold compressors fittings tanks did the fills because the store i worked at we went through the paintball era where that climbed like a rocket for us and fell just about as fast 
So they were nervous about bringing a compressor in. And I already knew from what I learned from PCPs, if there's nowhere near you can fill them, they ain't going to want to buy them. So that's how we started with their blessing. Then uh, it grew from that. Uh, I had one of the dealer vans here. One of the vendors did a shoot here at my place and at the store I worked at. Drew a few customers. They wanted high-end air guns, but didn't want to buy them from the other store I worked at. So I approached them to see if it was okay if I went to the high-end, not down to where we're at in the Marauders and Hot Sons and stuff like that. I'm going to stick up the high-end and they gave me their blessings on that. And that's how we kind of got our foot in the door with the air guns. And that was in 2017? 2017. As we started as a fill station, I don't think I did guns until late, mid-2018 is when I got involved in the air guns. So you've, you've seen kind of a little bit of everything last few years. We had COVID, which was quite a... Uh, Quite an interesting year for air gunners and especially air gun right. businesses. I talked to a couple others during 2020 and it was gangbusters. It was like the busiest ever, right? Yeah. That's what happened with us. I was I was just starting to gain some traction, starting to get up a little bit. Then COVID hit and our retail store decided to shut down for six weeks, not knowing what all this was, what was going on. And I was trying to decide, man, do I start placing some orders? We're starting to grow. What's going to go on? So I just kind of took to the sermon a little bit and said, well, let's start placing some orders. I can always cancel and see what happens. And the business just started ratcheting right up. And it's to this point, it still hasn't slowed down for us. So then I got so busy here, I couldn't do my job the way I normally did it. What kind of, what kind of shooting do you do personally? Well, not a whole lot anymore since I'm so busy, but a lot of small game hunting, deer hunting with the big boars. I try to do a little bench rest, but most generally I'm running the match and it's kind of hard for me to shoot in the same match I run for me. I know other guys do it very well. I don't. Uh, so I try to get some other matches when I can. Uh, my wife shoots with me. She does primarily the bench rest. Uh, pretty darn good shot she has too. So. <laughs> so you're kind of like a family store. Yes. Yep. Pretty much just me and my wife run it. I've got a techni technician to come on board with me, Ken Shapley. So he's uh, running with that with me. So, and we try to keep it very family oriented. What, what do you, uh, what do you do in the cold months with the, with the weather being so, so cold? How do you keep shooting during those months? Most of my shooting through the cold months are testing the guns side the shop in my pellet trap. So, uh, if it's a nicer day, we'll get out on the bench a little bit, you know, to me a nice day is 30 degrees, 25 degrees. I can go out and shoot a little bit, come back in, warm up, go back out and do it again. Uh, especially if you're trying to tune someone's gun or get them roughly sighted in. So they're ready to go. So just got to pick your battles in the winter here. Yeah. And what, what do your customers usually say to you? Like, what are their compensatory strategies to deal with the cold? Um, in Michigan, there's, there isn't too many of us. There's three dealers in the state. I am the only one that I know of as air gun only. Uh, and, and I work well with both of them. Uh, the one guy up North of me, he actually uses uh culverts that he's got braced up that come from his shop out about 20 yards. I think it is. And he's got a little trolley system to bring his targets back and forth. 
so the guys can sit there in the heat and shoot. Uh, the other one I work with, I think what they use is a uh, container that's out one of their back doors so they can have guys test the guns there. So eventually as we add on, I'm going to have a small spot they can test inside. Then outside, I got to clear some trees out with a couple benches. Then we can be able to hopefully get to stretch out to 100 yards here. So, so has your family been in that state your whole life? Yes. Uh, I was born in Lansing, moved to Harrison when I was about three. Uh, my wife was born and raised here. So right in this town we're in. And a bulk of my family is spread out. So there are in different States. Yeah. I got a few Southern states, like Ohio, Florida kind of spread out a little bit, but core of us are close. And so what's your, what's your plans with your shop? I mean, I, I, when I, you reached out to me and I think I reached out to you prior to, to that a few, maybe six months ago. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I've heard a lot of good things about you personally, that people really liked you and liked how you conducted yourself with business. And I see you growing quite, quite fast. What's your plans the next uh, few years? Well, we're going to, add on here or hoping by spring to get that rolling and if nobody's seen what i do I, I built my shop within my big pole barn so when i'm closed it's an overhead door it's closed down you don't even know i'm here open it up there's my storefront so i take up about half of that pole barn now we're going to expand to take up the whole pole barn i'm always looking for that perfect piece of property building that if i could get something where i could have a good indoor 20 yard where i can have four or five six benches or more inside have enough space outside. I mean, I, I look at it and try to do something like that, but for right now it's kind of use what we've got and capitalize with that. All right. So let's uh, go into compressors since I think you have quite a history there. And a lot of people have, especially a lot of consumers have a lot of hesitancy with air guns because of compressors. So what would be your, let's say Tom's, Tom's pick for compressors for a newbie getting into the sport? What would you recommend they look at? when they go to your store? Well, I try not to carry anything that uh, doesn't have a good history. So I'm kind of thin on some of my personal compressors. Right now, price point wise, the JTS one works pretty good for us. We've had a good short record with that one. Uh, my favorite in the personal compressors is the Omega Trail Charger. Uh, it's a little bit more on the costly side for a personal compressor, but it's grease lubed and water cooled. So I really like that for longevity. Um, We've done a little bit with the Bigfoot. Uh, I haven't brought that back yet. That's done good. Probably my all-around favorite compressor uh, is the Omega Air Charger. It's a pretty simple unit. It will fill your tanks, top your guns off. Again, water-cooled, grease-lubed. Uh, kind of a, and that price point, I think that's probably one of the best compressors. Then I step up from there into the Omega Turbo. Then again, the big boy, the Elkins. If someone's really looking to fill a lot of tanks, maybe a club more commercially, or they just do a ton of shooting, the Elkins, you know, just a great compressor, but that was a costly one also. So, Yeah, this last few years, we've seen a lot of compressors come on the market. And obviously on Amazon, there's just a ton of them. I think there's almost too many options now. Do you think there's a problem with companies that are coming out? I'm not ta talking about the ones that you mentioned, but 
a lot of these on Amazon, they're making them with a one year track history. They're saying we're, we're going to have this compressor is going to run roughly one year and it's going to kick out. And that's when the warranty kind of expires. Do you think that trend is going to continue? Or do you think people are going to go back to quality compressors at some point? I think people start coming back to the quality compressors. I mean, after you experience some of these and you get it and it fails in six months, eight months, and you got to buy it again, then that one fails again. You know, now it might be worth looking, you know what, I might want to spend the money right this time. No, I've got one that's going to go for a while and I don't have to replace it every time I turn around. You know, I've, I've got customers coming, well, I can get this one on Amazon. So if you get that on Amazon, take that extended warranty because you can probably need it. Yeah. So do you do a lot of compressor repairs or anything like that? Or do you kind of just stay away from that? The compressor repair part of it, I stay away from. I, I try to be the middleman for the customer. I don't think the customer has to do everything themselves and get a hold of the vendor. I'll do what I can to work with my vendors to get it resolved. My shipping rates are going to be better than what they can if they have to ship it back. So I try to do everything I can to take care of my customer, and make it easier for them in the long run. Yeah. And then... One question I had is in the summertime, I know you guys get a lot of humidity and I think a lot of people, you know, look at places like where I am, Florida, and they go, oh man, it's humid down there. But I know the North, the Northeast, especially Michigan and Ohio, it gets really humid. How many issues do you see with compressors and stir pumps, the the three-stage pumps, the four-stage pumps? How many issues do you see occurring with the humidity up there. I haven't seen a lot of it as yet. I have had a couple guns I had to do some repairs on that you can tell is definitely a severe moisture issue. Uh, then you ask them, hey, if you're using a, are you using a compressor? Yep. Are you using any type of filtration? Well, no, I didn't know I needed to. Yeah, you need something to keep that out of your gun because here's what it's doing. The, this is the death sentence to your air rifle getting moisture in there. So I try to at least, even if it's something simple inline filter, something to help keep as much moisture out of there as possible. Of course, I like the, the higher end stuff, the good fil filtration systems. Uh, sometimes it's hard once they get it. Buy the gun, buy the compressor on our $200 for that filter system. Maybe I'll wait. Well, at least use this inexpensive one for now until you can save up for this because you want to keep that moisture out of there. But I don't think we have it quite as bad as you probably have it in Florida. No, no. <laughs> it's pretty dang humid down here. So what are your plans with competitions in the north? Are you thinking about is are you thinking about doing any kind of EBR type hundred yard events? I know there's the Pyramid Air just announced they're doing something again, but is your state or anything going on in that area? Uh like I say, I do my hundred yard here every year. I'm trying to get something that would be a little bit more of a regional event just trying to work with some of the local clubs that could host it. Uh, my local Harrison club, we've got 10 benches. We could probably do it there. Uh, you know, looking at ex uh, the extreme field target. I want to do one of those here in the state, but getting some of my local clubs with steel targets, they really shy from shy away from that. But I think I've got a club up North that will work with me on that one. So, but a couple of us dealers do want to take up a little bit and put on a little bit more of a regional event whether we're tied with someone else or not, just to have that for that for our local area or tri-state area or across the country. That just takes a lot of work. <laughs> so do you do any competitive shooting yourself? Not at the moment. I want to. I've always liked shooting. I like the competitive edge, but it's getting the time, A, to practice, 
and B, just a time to go. I mean, I, I want to go to some of these major events, but for me, I've got to shut my shop down. So if I shut my shop down for a week, what am I missing there? So. Yeah. I am always filming or doing something like that. So when I'm at one of these events, I'm like never able to compete in any kind of way. And I'm not a great shot. Like I'm no pro or anything like that, but I do want to shoot cause it'd be fun. It'd be fun to lose, you know, but I, <laughs> I have the same feeling. Like I, I can never have fun. Everyone else gets to have fun, but um, yeah, one of these days, maybe if you do an event up there, you can, you can shoot. That'd be at least cl- close to your home. Right. Yeah. And I probably should start shooting in my hundred yard. I've got a couple people helping me now that I can let them kind of run everything and I can sit down and shoot. But myself, by the time I get them, close my shop up, get to the range, I'm usually kind of stressed out. And the last thing I want to do is shoot, <laughs> but <laughs> I need to get over that. You're, you're a shop. So what, what are your hours of operation? Just out of curiosity. Um, I retail hours. I'm closed on Sundays and Mondays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm open 2 to 8. Or, I'm sorry, Tuesdays and Fridays, 2 to 8. Wednesdays and Thursdays, 9 to 4. And Saturdays, 10 to 3. Wow. So you're you're going full steam there all week. And what, I kind of segueing here on air guns themselves, what caliber do you specifically enjoy to shoot? I, I'll ask you that one. I go between 22 and 25. Right now, I'm shooting a 22 cal for my bench rest gun. Uh, same thing I got my wife set up with. Um, I like the 25. I like the ballistics of the 25. You find a lot of times you can get some great speed on lower pressures with the 25. Uh, hunting wise, I go, I lean more 25 if I'm small game hunting for sure. But those are my two calibers. I like, like to shoot. Except for deer. I like my 457. <laughs> oh yeah. You have a Texan? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The great guns. Uh, I have a Bushbuck 452 and that thing is really awesome, but I just, same thing. I never have time, but Florida did legalize uh, deer hunting, hog hunting and gator hunting. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nope. A Bushbuck will be in my hunting stable before too long. As long as I can I bring them in, I sell them. I don't keep it. And it's like, I got to bring one and keep one for myself. <laughs> Cause I've always, that gun's always been on my bucket list. I just love the looks of it, how it shoots. So yeah, the Texan, I love the Texan and I love the bush buck. I I've done a lot of research on big boars and those two are kind of like the, the top tier in my opinion, you know, but I, I like those two on, on the quality, the simplicity and, and just how rugged they both are. Um, so what kind of like you said you do small game hunting what kind of small game hunting do you do when you when you can do it rabbits and squirrels quite a bit a little bit of pesting you know we're out here in the country and we family have a couple of family members have chickens and small farms so sometimes you got to take a coon or something like that out too but primarily squirrel and and rabbit do you do any kind of do you eat that at all or do you just is it just pesting no, I, I'm kind of one of those guys, especially for hunting. If I shoot it, I'm going to eat it. So squirrels and rabbits are our food. <laughs> Coons, not so much. <laughs> yeah, the, the um, rabbits, I, I have uh, cottontails in California. I'm originally from California, and I'd shoot those. And 
they tasted pretty good, but they're, they cook so fast. You stick them on a barbecue or anything like that. Just overcooks in an instant. It really has to be yeah. slow cooked, at least my experience. Right. So, so let's hear the your recipe. Let's hear your rabbit, your rabbit recipe. Go. I, you know what? I don't have any recipes. I'm one of those guys that take my meat, cut it up, season it, whatever season I can find in the cupboard and go. I don't have any dead set recipes I follow for anything. <laughs> I'm just kind of throw it together and see how it tastes. And so how do you cook it? Uh, generally, we'll slow cook it, parboil, however you want to look at it. Then I'll chunk the meat up, uh, mix it with a little bit more like make it more stewish. Anything else, some potatoes and vegetables and stuff like that. That's uh, generally how I do a rabbit or squirrel. Nice. So let's see here. Let me think here for a second. I'm kind of, uh, kind of, uh, I've been doing construction all day. I've been, uh, okay, I'll just tell you what I'm doing. The audience can listen. I have a, a room that I'm adding to my house and I have a concrete slab in a garage, just an extra deep garage, and I'm adding five inches of concrete. So it's a mono slab pour on top of existing concrete. And they have no requirements for, if you get the engineering here, they don't require any rebar at all, basically, except on the perimeter, it's Florida. So they don't listen to common sense. Anyway, so I go on the county and say, I want to add a little bit of concrete and I'm going to add it to the existing foundation. And they said, oh, well, you need to add a ton of rebar. And we're not talking a little bit. We're talking like on 18 inch centers like a huge amount of uh, rebar. So I spent all day doing rebar, like a ton of it. And it, the rest of the house doesn't even have rebar. None of the rest of the foundation has rebar. And I did all this work for it. And I'm, I'm just thinking, man, I can't call the inspection for tomorrow. And then I, after I did that, I raced over here. I'm like, I got to talk to Tom, got to talk to Tom. <laughs> but okay, I got a question for you. So new guns for 2023. I, you've got a lot of guns in your inventory. What are you excited about personally? And let's, let's go that route first. Oh, you put me on the spot on that one. <laughs> uh, so far, when I'm re I, I really want to see that new RTI uh, that they put out there at the EWA show. I think that's probably going to be more big boorish by what I've seen or heard. Uh, that one kind of interests me. Uh, the, uh, the new Pathfinder from Brocock BRK. I like the looks of that one. Uh, kind of curious. I know a lot of people, this this one's going to be kind of see what FX comes out with after they did the Panthera. Uh, I'm not sure if that got the play they anticipated. So let's kind of see where they're going to go with that one. Uh, the Bush Pig. I really like the looks of that one That with that stock that uh, Western's doing. Everything Western's doing right now with the sidewinders and stuff. I kind of like to see where that's going. We've done well with it. Um, I like the fact of a removable magazine. Um, I was kind of surprised this year with the Red Wolf. There wasn't a little bit more of an upgrade yet there. I kind of seen, I kind of feel that one's coming soon. But um, trying to think real quick. We don't have a lot of field target up this way, but that field target Red Wolf looks pretty sweet. The RTI, the P3, I think. Is that the one you're referencing? I think so, yes, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, RTI does a lot of updates on on old every iteration they have. It's not just like one generation; it's like ten generations in that one generation. So, like the <laughs> the Profit Two had like ten different various upgrades. It's a good thing because they're trying to give right. the consumers the very best of what they've got. But it is kind of hard to keep track. But what I liked about that P three is it's actually a very sleek design. Like it looks a little more like there's something more to it. I guess it's not a little so... bit more complete. <laughs> yeah. A little more complete visually. So uh, I definitely like the look of that. I'm like, man, I could see myself. If I know myself is going to get one, I could definitely see buying one from someone like you. So it looked like a really great gun and profits. They, they compete really well at EBR. I think 2018 or 2019, I think the two or three of them were like the top three at the 50 yard bench. Yeah, they're a good solid platform. That's, you know, one of the questions I always get asked by when customers come in here is, what's your favorite gun? And I can honestly, I don't have a favorite. There's something about every gun on that wall that I like, and there's something about every gun on that wall I don't like. It's my mood that day. You know, like right now I'm shooting a Red Wolf. Before that, it was it was an FX. Uh, I'll probably continue shooting my Red Wolf the start of this season, but I might switch to something else. My wife was shooting uh the 22 Evol HPS, uh, we're going to switch her off that. I just took a Delta Wolf in on trade. So I'm going to switch her over on that one and see how that works for a little bit. I like I like kind of being the odd guy a little bit. I, everybody shoots this one. Well, I'm going to shoot this one over here just to see what, what it will do and what it can do and represent it a little bit. There's a lot of great guns out here that some people never get to see. So... Yeah, the, it is kind of being, it's kind of fun being the oddball. I'm always the guy that has like, I, I like to have weird things. Like my friends would have dogs. I had tortoises. So they'd be like, you know, <laughs> walking their dog. I'm like, oh, can't go on a walk with you, but I do have tortoises, but I'm always that guy. But uh, right. speaking of, yeah, the the Pathfinder looks really cool. Um, that, it just looks really Kind of looks like a Brocock ghost or BRK ghost had a baby with the Brocock um, atomic pistol. So somewhere in between there, right. but it gets a lot of shots and that's, that's really nice for the backyard plinking. Most of these guys watch these YouTube videos and they think, oh, I need a hundred yards. I need a hundred yards or 300 yards, whatever the distance is. And most guys are shooting 20, 30 yards. Most of the time, that's what I'm doing. I kind of agree. I mean, I, I've got my contingent of target shooters, but a bulk of the guys here, they're like, say, 25, maybe 50 yards, stretch it out. Uh, that's why this year I did get the okay from our club. I'm going to put an N50 on. I got to jump online tonight and get signed up with them. 50 yards is a lot less intimidating to air, especially newer air gunners. So I think we'll get a good turnout for that. Uh, the other gun I forgot to mention was that new one from Raw, the Micro Hunter kind of interested to see how that's going to play out yeah I, I talked to a ton a couple i think a week ago and i said hey congratulations because that is a sleek it's just a nice looking little rifle and raw makes some some great rifles so yes it's a it's a weak line for us as far as sales but they're a great rifle the guys that do buy them and shoot them those things are uh very accurate straight from the box ready to go nice looking guns uh I always carry them. I think I've got to have a little bit of representation. That was my thing when I started this. I want a selection. Uh, so someone can come in here and they can touch, feel, shoot, a little bit of everything. So I, I've 
one of my good customers here decide he wanted to uh, step into a different gun. Do I want, he couldn't make up his mind between a Red Wolf and a Scout. And the one thing I kept seeing from him every time he pulled that Red Wolf out, his eyes just lit up. It fit him so good. That's well, that's kind of the gun you kind of need to lean towards. If it fits you, it's going to shoot well for you and you're going to be able to shoot it and you're going to enjoy shooting it. If it don't fit you very well and you're constantly got to find yourself cringing up on it or doing something, it's not going to be as accurate for you. It's not going to be as fun to shoot. And set both of them up, let him shoot them, let him play with them. And he finally decided on that Red Wolf and still can't get the grin off his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as a consumer, personally, I think a lot of times when I go to a shop, like if I go to your shop, I already have my mindset. And then if I don't, I'll make my mindset up when I go there. And it's I I saw I think it was let me think who it was. It was uh, Steve Steve Corcoran from uh, Corcoran Grips Stocks and Grips. He does the bush, uh, the bush buck, the uh, the nutmeg stock, and he also does the evil paradigm. So he does those stocks, wonderful stocks. I mean, absolutely wonderful. But he he told me a really good line, and it kind of stuck with me for this last year. And he said, "Never get between a consumer and their billfold." And I, I, I kind of, it kind of resonated with me because that's how I am with, as a consumer, if I have my wallet open, I want to spend the money how I see fit. And I think with air guns, a lot of times I, I, you know, I have my opinions. If I'm shooting a gun that I like, I go, Oh, that's the best gun for me, you know, as a shooter. And then I'll tell my friend that I go, no, no, that's not a, that's not a good gun at all. And I think that probably is the case too, in, in a retail business such as yourself. Yeah, pretty much. I I try not to steer and play partiality to any brand. I just tell them the the pluses, the minuses, and how uh, how I see it. Uh, kind of let them kind of self guide themselves through by what I'm saying. Uh, then kind of narrow it down, start getting them more in their hands. If we can step out, if the weather's good or whatever, we can step out and shoot them. I mean, I, if I've got time, I'll throw a scope on it real quick. If I don't already have a couple models out. And we'll try that real quick. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing about a brick and mortar store. They can come in, they can touch it, they can feel it, they can shoot it. It's not a guesswork of, I think that's the gun I want, I'm going to order it. They get it and go, eh, it's not what I thought. <laughs> when it comes to summertime, when is this 100-yard uh, bench that you, you've set up? Uh, technically, mine starts going to be the second Saturday of the month, starts in April, so April 8th. Uh, only problem with the way it's looking right now, we can't get to the 100-yard bench rest area at the club right now, and we're getting more snow. So there's a chance I may have to postpone that one. But weather breaks, which you could here in Michigan, I mean, we could have green grass and 70 degrees by April 8th. So as long as I can get to the range, they start April 8th, run through September, uh, the, la- the second Saturday, Saturday in September. The N50 will start the last Saturday of the month in April and run through the last Saturday in September. And where can people in your state or maybe states that are next to you, where can they find that information? I will be putting that uh, on our Facebook page. Yet within this week, a schedule of mine, a couple other clubs that put on some bench rests and egg shoots, uh, kind of shoot side by side with the rimfire guys at those. Uh, then if anybody else around the state has any events going on, I'll gladly keep adding those on my Facebook page. I'll also do a blog for my website soon, and I'll list all that out on there too. Uh, 
And of course, I'll have uh, make those posts the schedules. I'll make that post out on Instagram too. Just try to get as many people aware as we can. Alrighty. And I think we're kind of come to a close here, but maybe you can share your website and where people can go and buy your products. I think that'd be, that'd be a key thing to do here. Sure. Uh, the website, of course, www.myhighpressureair.com. Uh, we're located here in mid-Michigan, Harrison, Michigan, to be exact, four miles west of Harrison on M61. Um, and that's kind of it in a nutshell. And we, you know, we tried to operate our business. We were both uh, people of faith. So we tried to operate our whole business with integrity, upright, honesty, transparency. I will bend myself over backwards to make it right with the customer if I need to, as much as I can possibly do. I think that's what's helped get us to this point. You know, every customer means something to me. I don't care if you spend $5 in my shop or $5,000 in my shop. You're a customer. Uh, so I try to treat everybody with absolute respect and do the best I can for them. That's awesome. Well, I uh, very much hope to visit your shop someday. It seems like it's going to be a, a cool place to go, especially if you're going to have a little mini range there at some point. Um, but it was a pleasure having you on. And thanks uh, thanks so much, Tom, for uh, coming on. Hey, thank you for having me on. Like I say, this is, I hate being on video and I hate speaking. So for me to come out to do this is out of my comfort zone. So I appreciate to get to talk to you, you having me on here. Uh, appreciate all the customers that we have past, present, and future. Uh, we've been blessed with some great customers and a great business so far. So we couldn't be happier. Awesome. Well, I'll uh, talk to you later, Tom. All right. Thank you, Tristan. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Atlas Air Guns podcast. If you liked today's episode, Make sure to like with a five-star rating, share, and subscribe to help us make more content. Also, visit www.atlasairguns.com to join our community.